Welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. This is episode 14. Today is July 27th, and we are back for another week. Uh, We are five weeks away approximately from football, but again, this is the podcast where we don't give out picks. We talk about everything else but the picks. I am Dave Sherapan, the Sportsbook Consigliere, which you can find SportsBKConsig on Twitter. And with me today... We're going just the two of us. He's Dan Bach at Dan underscore Bach. Looks like back. Sounds like Bach. Dan, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, excited to be with you. And uh, I'm not sure if you noticed, I'm sporting my Drew Brees Top Golf Challenge oh. and shirt, which. You know, I think one of the cool things that we saw in DFS, and I hope we see more with sports betting, was I got like an opportunity to do some like crazy cool shit over the years. I went uh-huh. to the Playboy Mansion. I played golf with Drew Brees, went down to, you know, Atlantis. Like there was a ton of really cool different experiences that DFS kind of provided a lot of its players. And uh, this was like one of the coolest things I ever did was uh, play top golf with two, with Drew Brees. And, um, and it was cool because I sat, I stood next to him and I'm like, man, this guy is like my size, like yeah. maybe a little bit more fit, but he's like me <laughs> and uh, he's one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. But, uh, but yeah, his when golf I saw- swing was better. Uh, he, his golf swing was definitely better. He could, okay. you know, these guys have like, ridiculous strength i only yeah. have old yeah. man dad strength which you know you probably have <laughs> as well that's it, yeah and yeah. that's a real thing by the way it's uh, a real sure. thing don't underestimate that shit no and it's it's oh. funny because I, I was i was talking to some some people who just had kids recently and i you know was holding their baby and i was like man this is so light they're like man he feels heavy to me i was like i've gone through two of these already give it another you know year or two and you're going to have these uh these dad forearms going oh. so um but that was an awesome time and just wearing this shirt reminded me of of uh of doing things like that and uh you know i, I hope i hope some of these sports books kind of build build out those experiences one way or another whether through it's yeah. through games or promotions or what but it was it was an awesome time i hope you're right um but if i was betting i would bet the no it's not gonna it's probably not gonna have as many of those. we'll see i don't know i just you see where the whole thing's going and uh you know we'll touch on that again here uh you can find the show at sports handle which is at sports underscore handle and again our producer he is back from vacation uh, but he is not here with us today because he's producing other shows as with Wager Talk and he does some lacrosse shows, bet on lacrosse. Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks. Oh, he's Dan Alexander now. He's not Dan Newbert. But one, one day he'll come on this show and we'll be able to make fun of him in front of his face <laughs> for that. But won't be this I feel one. like he's ducking us a little bit. He is ducking. I think he is. I think that's exactly what's yeah, happening yeah, here. Yeah, he don't want to face the music from Dave and Dan, you know, but <laughs> We know our last names. He doesn't know his. Anyhow. All right. So format of the show is going to be this. Um, Talk about, you know, the biggest thing that everybody's talking about in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. And last week he was going to retire. And (laughs) stories got out. Uh, Books made adjustments. And then it became a story that the books made adjustments. 
and some books took it down, maybe changed the numbers, whatever. We'll get into that in a second. But then he's back and he's playing. So um, from the outside, because I'll tell you how it happens inside, what goes on in a book and my frustration with the reports of what goes on in the book. But they didn't ask anybody that works in a book. All these people that wrote stories, all this stuff. We'll get in that in a second. You're a better. You're looking at this. Are you looking to take a shot and bet under? Or are you looking to take a shot and bet over when they move the number? Like what what give me your yeah. look viewpoint at it from outside, maybe looking to make a play. Yeah. I mean, I think all along I've been under the impression that he's going to play one way or another, like whether it was going to be for green Bay or to get traded. Like it just did not feel like a guy who is coming off an MVP season was, you know, in, in like is very close to breaking a bunch of Packers passing records that he wasn't necessarily going to just decide to retire. Now. Yeah. He had fun doing Jeopardy for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he said it might be something that he's interested in long-term. But the reality is the guy was the best quarterback in the league a year ago. And they were what, you know? And I would argue that it wasn't close. No, well, yeah. I mean, and and he was, what, one game away from going to a Super Bowl? Yeah. So it's not like this is a situation where it's a terrible team and he's the only thing going for it. Yes, I think that he's got major issues with that front office. That's been very clear. They haven't spent draft capital where they probably should have. They drafted his replacement probably two years too early. I get that. He's allowed to be disgruntled. But the reality of it was he was he ever really, or the chances that he was really going to sit out and, again, not collect that whatever $25 million, $30 million check he was going to get by playing. It, it was never realistic and I think the way this worked out in my estimation was got what he wanted which was promise me you'll trade me or cut me at the end of this season and they basically said that so from a betting perspective yeah like when when these numbers came off the board I mean I was somewhat curious of what was going on now I'm not I wasn't really heavily invested into the Packers betting market it wasn't like something that I was overly interested in one way or another um, Fact number one. Yeah. Neither was anyone else. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But then, you know, every, then the reports like, Oh, he's not going to play. And I saw people, you know, running out to bet uh, Minnesota to win the division yes. and, yes. you know, get a longer odds on Detroit to sneak in the playoffs or something. And I just thought it was, which pretty is ridiculous absurd. by the way, pretty if absurd. you're looking to bet Detroit at any point, but go ahead. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was pretty absurd that that people were so reactionary to something that was a hundred percent you know a report and there were some books that didn't move off it which I think is interesting but you know as somebody on the outside looking in I ask you like how often do these quote-unquote tips actually happen because it's it's been pretty documented from my understanding that points bet and I think it was super book had a source who they said was has been correct in the past, felt that he was going to retire, and that's why they took that action off. And, I mean, it's still a source. It's it's also like a, a very non-liquid market, I would think. Like, I don't think it's 
even if he did retire, like, yeah, the Packers shouldn't be the favorite, but it's, it's not like it's going to move the odds from minus 120 to plus 2000 or something for it to happen. So I just thought it was, I thought it was a reactionary decision by the books from, from the reports that we've had on, on what took place, but I don't know how often this kind of stuff does take place and, and they do these type of things. So thank goodness for one that we have the games, like, because without the games, this is what we're taking bets on speculation, bullshit articles, uh, reports, guys doing reports that are just, you know, setting people up. I mean, like it's, it's all, it's all nonsense. So thank God we have games. I, this whole thing reminded me that I'm glad we have the games and this is what you're really supposed to be booking. Second of all, the move to take it down is equal to the move to leave it up. It's the book's discretion. You don't know. So one book is not bad and one book is not good because you took it down and they left it up or you left it up and didn't move it or you left it up and moved it, limited it. The books don't know either. And it's a business. They're protecting themselves. So I think you have to make that discretion. Now, I've been schooled from the time I was in Curacao and got into this business. You take bets. You put up numbers and you take bets. You give everyone at least a minimum amount that they can wager, which is the limit. So if anyone walks into your place and you're taking 2,000 on NFL season wins, everybody gets 2,000. If a guy wants to bet five and you're like, yeah, okay, and we can maybe accommodate that or we can maybe take a bet here and then move it, you can bet the rest, that's fine. But everyone that walks in gets the same. Always been taught that way. That's the way if I was going to back to a book, I would argue that that's the way you have to do it. Now, what goes on in the room? I've been in the books the last couple of years, you know, two decades, but the two that popped into my head that I thought of this were where you got tips one the boston celtics when they acquired the big three <laughs> they were like 80 to 1 100 to 1 guy walks into the book and wants to bet him for 5000 i was there you want to bet the celtics to win the championship they stink yeah i want it for up to 5000 all right well the limit's a dime right now but you can have a dime and we'll move it you can bet it again and we did, and he did bet it a second time. Within a day, Ray Ray, Ray Allen joins Garnett, and uh, who's the other guy? Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, yeah. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? And we got exposed a little bit, but we took bets. We didn't take it down. We moved it. We moved all the other ones up because we thought, man, his team may win, and they did. Second instance that I remember, I was in the room on the summer night and a phone rings and I answer it and they go, there's a guy here with a bag of money and he wants to bet the Colts season wins under. How much will we take? I'm like, he has a bag of money. He wants to bet the Colts season wins under. Why? Well, I don't know, but it's what he said. How much does he want to bet? Well, he said he's got 20000 in the bag. He will bet the whole thing on a season wins under. And I just, I started laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm sure he does. The limit's 2000 He can bet it, and then I'm going to move it. He can bet it again. 
He can bet it. He can bet the whole bag, but not at the same number. You yeah. know, sharp guys talk about this all the time. All you you can you can take sharp action. Just give everyone a different number. It's easy. You can't get all unloaded on the same number. So I said to them, bet it. I want five thousand. So you can bet it for two, and I'm going to move it. Or you can just go down the street and get what you can get. So yeah. he hems and haws and says, I'll come back. Before he comes back, Andrew Luck announces he's retiring. And I was like, whoa, that guy should have taken that two dimes I was going to give him because I was only going to move the juice. I wasn't going to come off 10 mm-hmm. or 10 and a half, whatever it was. I was going to yeah. let him bet it two or three times at 10 with juice. See if he wanted to continue betting it and go to nine and a half, then nine. I was going to be fair. I wasn't trying to screw anybody that's taking bets. Instead, he tried to go overboard. He didn't get a bet. We went from 10 and a half, I believe, or 10, whatever it was, to seven. Got greedy. Yeah, he got greedy. But he also, he knew. So that's the problem with the book with you taking bets on speculative stuff. I mean, NFL futures are a market. That's a real thing. Yeah. But like somebody knows. So a lot of books take it like, well, shit, if somebody knows, we're just going to protect ourselves. We're going to offer it before the season. It's all bullshit and speculation. Once we get to training camp, all those things are out. Everybody's on level playing. I guess here's the question that I'd love to be answered. So maybe, I don't know, sports handle guys, U.S. bets, somebody can can make this call, is did those books receive a heavy bet and set from a customer that maybe they profiled as, as you know, successful in, or, or, you know, beating closing line value dramatically? Did they take a bet on, you know, under Green Bay or a heavy bet on the rest of the division that caused them to do it, or was this simply made because they got wind from somebody that this could happen? I feel like there's a little I bit of a difference there because I see what you're saying where, yeah, like, like absolutely, like something seems out of the ordinary that somebody would make a heavy wager on the Boston Celtics at that number when they've been god-awful for so long. It, it, you know, it, it, it raises the eyebrows, and, and yeah, you, you, you change accordingly, but from my understanding was it was like multiple books and we know how this works too. When one book does something, other books follow suit Domino, and a lot of, a, a, a lot of times. And I just don't know if this was a play on money or just a play on a, on a report. And, you know, I guess maybe it doesn't make a difference because at the end of the day, they're still out to, to protect themselves, but they must've felt pretty damn good about a report because it's the internet shit exists everywhere where people yeah. make yeah. up stuff, but like to go as far as saying, Hey, we're not going to offer anything because you're implying that you think that there's, you know, some validity to it. Right. That's yeah. exactly what you're doing in that, in that, in that front, in that yep. sense. And, and I got that same text, you know, I, I, I got the same text on Friday morning and I just started laughing because unless I know, like if you text me, and I know you, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, Buck, where, where'd you get this from? Like we mm-hmm. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm in a I'm in a chain of, you know, and I know a lot of people that, that sure. just, you know, will shoot me a text and say, like, hey, what do you think of this? Well, what's this? You know, 
well, the reports are somebody close to him, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the bottom here? Like, what do you, yeah. what do you, what do you do want to move? Because there's still the Packers. He's loves going to get all the reps. So they're going to go from 10 to six. No, no. it's no. 10 to that seven and a half, eight, yeah. maybe. Right. Yeah. But the upside with Rogers is much higher. So I wouldn't move the number because the bottom's not that far, but the upside is higher. That was my thinking. But I got that same text, and then in a couple hours, I saw guys reporting on it with huge followers. Yeah, like with, pro football talk. Like I think yes, it was like a yes. huge account yes. was basically saying it was hilarious because they were tweeting out, you know, the sports books are saying this is going to happen. That means it's yeah. got to be happening. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm saying to myself. I, are we sure of this? It's, like, like it's a bad jump to make, right? Like huge. that's what I thought. It's a huge jump to make. And now the leagues in the books are like this. Now they're right hand in hand bedfellows. So to make that jump and feed it to the guys who are the league source for insider information, it looks so contrived to me, Yeah, you know? And I was like, Oh no. Are we doing this now? Because there's a lot of people working in a lot of books that are not booking scared. And I hate to use that expression, but it's lose less, not worry about winning more. You book defensively where it's, it's, and I get that. And it's a lot of new people and maybe it's the European model. I don't know what exactly to blame it on or not blame it on. I'm just saying, I, I know how it happens. Do I think it should happen? No. Until somebody bets you, you put your number up. Yeah. And, and you know, I will say, like, there are situations, and, and we see it all the time just in the game numbers, where, you know, you're waiting for, is Patrick Mahomes going to play this week? You know, at some point in time, you've got to post a number. But, you know, you're holding off until you've got as much information as you can because that is such a massive swing on these individual game bets, which are – incredibly liquid there's so much money rolling in on these things you know i get the awareness on something like that um i was just surprised for the reasons that you said too it's like the 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 floor is like even if rogers isn't there it's not a given that they don't win the division i mean it's yeah it's like that nfc north sucks like Like, who knows love might be somewhat decent like is he worse than Andy Dalton? Is he worse than Kirk Cousins? Is he worse than Jared Goff? There's a chance he's not worse than any of those guys. So um, it, it just it just felt like really reactionary towards something that you know I didn't feel was overly realistic. But it is interesting to see the media kind of run with it, and and it, it's funny because everybody looks at the books as the smartest guys in the room, and they do have really good numbers behind them. But here's a perfect example of you know their sources are not always perfect. And a lot of times their sources are, I mean, no different than, than other people out there. And, uh, and I think we saw it in this case because I just didn't, didn't think it added up that, that well, like if suddenly they took a giant bet on Denver, you know, all this money go to Denver. You're like, okay, well maybe this is the move because that is a huge difference going from, you know, lock to, uh, to Rogers. But, you know, I, I tend to agree. I think the, this was just a an interesting kind of crossover between news and sports betting. And we're probably going to see a hell of a lot more of it because sports betting is so front and center right now. I know. And I hate it. I can't 
understand it. That that's, but you're absolutely right. I think we're going to see other assumptions be made, stories be written, podcasts be done, talking about the link between the two and when there's not really that link between the two. Very, very interesting. A Friday news dump turns into a big <laughs> deal, and then it comes out, and they're singing Kumbaya. He's coming to the, to the facility uh, with his glasses. Green Bay punched their ticket back to the NFC Championship. Apparently, that's what everybody, uh, you know, all the sharp guys have already bet it over. They bet it over the bad number, eight and a half. <laughs> all these, you can't beat gambling Twitter, Dan. No, they win every man. time. They, they're lose. all over it. <laughs> um, all right. So what else you can't beat is competition in this industry. I mean, when you look at New Jersey, I mean, all these operators, all these things, they it, it's competition. You have other places that don't have sports book competition and their product sucks. Um, their prices are worse and they're really trying to figure out what are we doing here? They're going to neighboring States where there's more options. Arizona. There's a story. Uh, Brett put it on there on the uh, sports handle. Again, Brett Smiley uh, wrote it in the get a grip column, which you can find every week uh, on the site amongst all the other columns where you, you know, the deep dive stories, Arizona is going to have 20 operators up to 40 total possible with all the skins, the, which for the people that don't know, a skin is like a subset of a book. So you can have a license and a book, and then you can have three more people like, or two more people, one more person under you as that book. It's another book. Same product sometimes, yeah. different product other times, but it's a different label. So if it's, you know, Fandle at the top, it can be what, for example? Underneath Suns something. Bet, for example. If they wanted to okay. do a so deal with the Suns and make it okay. Suns Bet, then they could, you know, at the game, they, they could advertise that platform as Suns okay. Bet. But ultimately, it's like if you get a platform, you have the opportunity to have another brand either associated it with it or – you know, same, it doesn't have to be the same lines, but more or less same ownership. So okay. yeah, that's, that's, and, and I like... don't know how many of those are going to happen, <laughs> but I, right. obviously they are. Cause I don't think there's a lot of downside. I don't know exactly if they got to pay, you know, that much more money to run a second skin with it, but Hey, you know, if, if FanDuel or DraftKings or any of these books can run two brands, they probably will. Of course. Yeah. Um, to me, just again, from the outside or, or, you know, from the inside, looking at it, Sounds like a multi-level marketing deal, a little MLM kind of thing working there because we've got the same product, label it twice, and we're going to get it all together. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. But the question, first question to you, how many is too many? You look at the numbers. You look at other states. I do the same. I see what's going on in New Jersey. 92% of the handle is mobile, which means that there's 20 operators, there's 14 retail locations, there's two books doing all the business. There's 90% of the business is two books. The other 10% is 19 people, 20 people. It's a hard market. Arizona's going to open up. They made them put each one has a going to have a location. Somebody's going to have a location at the Suns games. Somebody is going to have a location at the raceway, which, by the way, if you've ever been to the Phoenix raceway, it's nowhere close to anything. So I don't know why. I mean, they're going to have a big event twice a year. But ain't nobody going to the raceway to hang out and watch the games and bet. Um, there's going to be one at the golf course at TPC, 
which I lived on um, for a couple years down in Arizona. Beautiful place. Very quiet neighborhood, especially during the summer when everybody leaves Arizona because it's 118 every goddamn day. How many operators do we need in a state like Arizona, which really is Phoenix and, you know, top five market in the country? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you ask. I mean, for, as a consumer, it's it's a gold mine. It's 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 basically a gold rush for you to to get every top level bonus that you could possibly ever want is going to happen off the bat because everybody's going to be competing to get your sign up. So you're going to have amazing offers left and right in you know ten to fifteen books easily, probably right off the bat that you're going to be able to you know take advantage of. So as a player, I think it's there's there's no negative to it. Now, I will say, like, I think we got to be realistic in terms about what the market's going to become, because at the end of the day, you know, Eilers and Krejcik do a great job. I mean, those guys like do all the reporting and, and whatnot and follow the, the industry. And I haven't looked at the data. I need to read up on it a little bit more. But what do we think most people have in terms of betting apps? Your, your average you know, casual better, somebody who's willing mm. to bet, I don't know, a hundred dollars a week to a hundred to five hundred dollars a week. Nobody oh, you would man. look consider as sharp, but somebody who's willing to bet when a game is on. How many question. apps do we think they have? I I would say like at most they might have three. Oh, that's and, the same number. I was gonna and, say three. And I would say of those three, they probably only have money on two. Um, they don't have money in all three. I don't know that they would. They don't have money in the third because they'll always look at it because I, I know a lot of those guys. And for those of you that are listening, just have a little bit of money in your account. Cause if a number pops up and you go to look at it, you're going to be mad at yourself that there ain't no money in there. So (laughs) you got to have money in the accounts, but three is a good number, I think. But like, I mean, we're in a different place, me and you, I, I, I got every app in town. I have every single app in Las Vegas because but your I like apps to look suck. At the numbers. Yeah, Vegas is a totally different. No, no, place. I know, but I mean, like, I have options, so I yes. have them all, and then I yes. have the Fanduel app, I have the DraftKings app because I got to look at it for the media stuff. I mean, so I'm, yeah. I, I, I was trying to measure it off myself, and I'm we're off bad. The, yeah, we're bad examples. That's a yes. great thing. A regular guy. I'd be surprised. Maybe we should run a poll on this. Maybe we'll put a, a, a poll on this. How many apps? Do you think the average guy has one to two, uh, three to four, four or more, something like that? Yeah, or three to five or five or more. Because, I mean, I think we talk about trying to find the best price, and that's one thing that when you've got a competitive market, you can do. But 90% of the people who are betting are not doing that. They're betting (laughs) because they've got an app in front of them and they can bet on a certain price. They're lazy. They're not going through... They're not shopping lines. Should they? Yes, they should. Doesn't yes. mean that they are. And yeah. when you talk about like 20 different books out here, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who are a lot of companies here are paying money to get in this market. Now, it's not absurd like you have in coming to New York or in Pennsylvania and some of these other places, but there's going to be a lot of people who are going to pay to get market access and they're going to realize really quick, like, whoa, getting customers is not easy. 
And it with with Arizona, it's I talked about this with David Partum. It's absolutely fascinating because FanDuel and DraftKings don't have a real head start because you can't play DFS in Arizona. It's been outlawed since the beginning. So, you know, the that first mover advantage, it exists because these companies have been doing national marketing for years. So I guarantee you people in 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 Arizona are familiar with them, but they probably haven't downloaded the app for the simple reason is they couldn't play. So Mm. um, this is the kind of interesting thing, though, is apparently looking at the regulations, DFS is going to start about 10 days before the start of sports betting. So they will have a quote unquote 10 day head start where people can get on the app and play fantasy. And then I think it's like uh, September 9th, whatever that opening day yeah, is, yeah. is when, you know, the, the betting apps are supposed to go live. Oh. So um, I don't know if it's true first mover. Cause again, it's 10 days and I'm pretty sure the sports books can start, you know, advertising and getting signups on that they same already, date. I that, believe they already have with yeah. signage and stuff down there. Yeah. And my sisters live there and, and stuff. There's a lot of signage. Yeah. Because um, it's, 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 and, and here's the weird thing. And this, this is why I think the betting market is fascinating because you go back to New Jersey when that launched, you know how big of a lead DraftKings had over FanDuel in terms of coming to market? It was like three and a half months, I want to say. It was, was it, a sign- really? it was a significant wow. amount of time. And I think everybody was shocked how quick they got their betting app out there. And yeah. it was it was way earlier than what FanDuel did. Don't quote me on that three and a half months, but I'm pretty sure it was it was close to that uh, because it was pre-football season. I remember I beta tested it in the summer and I was like, wow, like this is this is pretty awesome what, what they built. Yeah. And I thought for sure that they would just like own it because they were first, everybody would sign up to them and then they wouldn't bother getting the other apps because they've already got, the DraftKings app, but that right. didn't actually happen in New Jersey, which is, which is kind of fascinating to me. Not that they're, you know, not doing well, but they're certainly not winning where FanDuel, for example, in Virginia, they just had their first reporting. They were, um, I believe got a, uh, a they got a head start. I can't remember yeah. how, how long it was, but they got a head start over everybody else. Rybalkowski wrote an article on that, I believe yeah. on, uh, on sports channel, go find that article. Cause Maddie broke it down. Yeah. He broke it down with us on the show about New York and what's going on there, but he did do the Virginia deal. And they're there. killed and they killed everybody. FanDuel yeah. did yeah. like four X. I think yeah. it was yeah. the DraftKings numbers. Um, and it was shocking to me. And I, and a lot of people were point were pointing towards the first mover advantage they had in Virginia. So here, all these books are going to be coming in at the same day. It's a free for all. All I know is if you want some incredible deals, you're going to find them out in Arizona because everybody's going to be positioning. And it's funny because I got a buddy who does radio out there and I was like, dude, you're going to make a mint in live sports book reads on your sports talk radio show. Like Mm -hmm. you have no idea what you're about to come into because these companies are going to be tossing money around left and right to get that Can early you tell market them to call share. me. I'll read whatever the hell they want. I'll, I, <laughs> this, this is crazy. This is insane. What's going on. It's nuts, but you're yeah. right. It's happening. 
And I know it's happening. I was, you know, on my trip back east. I drove from Philadelphia to Pennsylvania to Pittsburgh, across the turnpike, and I saw signs every exit for a different sports book. And I was like, "What the hell is going on here? You don't get off that exit unless you live there. That's the whole state in between the two cities. It's a lot of nothing in Pennsylvania." And they were advertising there, so I know they're advertising in Arizona because I got texts and calls from my family that lives down there said, "Hey." There's sports books coming to Arizona. You can move back, you know, come back. And I'm like, whoa, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, yeah, it's up all over, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening again, like another state. They're going to be inundated with the TV ads. They're going to be inundated with the bonuses. You and I are going to talk off the air about how to take advantage of these bonuses because, yeah, um, yeah I got some people. Uh, in Arizona that will sign up for anything we tell them to. Um, <laughs> well, like always check out sports handle, you know, we've got yeah. everything, you know, Absolutely. anything you want to know, we'll have the full list of every book you could possibly, you could possibly sign up to. So it's, it, it's just a fascinating market in general, man. I mean, like, I think it's, it's very Are you surprised unique. by the speed of it. Like they're going to be yes. open. Very September surprised. 9th. Like that's crazy, right? Like that's yeah. the biggest dog. I think of the whole thing. Not that it's there in Arizona, not that there's going to be that many operators in competition, which is good, yes, for the consumer. And I think it's good for the operator if it's a fair playing field, which this sounds like it is. Yeah. Right now it's July 27th. They got six weeks to get this shit right. How many hiccups are they going to have? I don't know. I mean, most of these early companies coming in are already operating in these markets. So they have the know your customer. They've got the geofencing. They've got probably the heavy lifting done. And from what I've been reading is there's nothing in these regulations that are too absurd that's going to like screw everything up in terms of, oh, we can't offer X, Y, and Z market to, to these people. So I think at this point in time, the process to get a book up and running shouldn't take you know, six to eight months any longer, no. but it's normally the, it's normally the political red tape. That is right. what, what causes this Florida, is I. every Florida. state feels like, <laughs> Oh, we know better than the other 20 states who had already done this. So we're going to do something that's a little bit different and it's going to, and the sports books are sitting there scrambling thinking like, okay, well, we got to account for this <laughs> when we haven't had to account for this anywhere. So you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but to be clear too, you know, it is important that we have these books, you know, be above board in that sense, because the last thing you want is sports books coming to market who aren't prepared for it. And then next thing you know, they go belly up or they're doing bad, bad things. And we saw a thing, we saw a small kind of startup in Tennessee, you know, run into oh, yeah. really big regulatory issues. And that's a perfect yeah. example of, you know, yeah, you want, you want it to be an open market. You want to have an opportunity for people outside of the big dogs, but they also are not experienced. They also can run into giant pitfalls that these other books are not likely to run into. So, you know, it's a trade-off on, on that front, but uh, it's going to be, going to be a fun, fun launch here in a month or so. We shall see. And uh, we know a lot of the same people follow along uh, at sports handle at sports underscore handle. Um, follow us on Twitter. I am at sports BK can sig. Dan is at Dan underscore B a C K again. It's back, but it's pronounced Bach. Um, 
All right, before we get out of here, you know, we all, we got stuff to do. You got to get kids. I got to get kids. I got, today's my oldest is 18th birthday. Oh, dude, 18. Wow. 18. She's already pulled that card last night. I'm 18. I don't have to listen to you anymore. I was like, <laughs> you're not even 18 yet, but she is now. So uh, crazy, crazy stuff. I'll give you your choice. You got to like minute take yeah. on it, two minutes, whatever yeah. it is. You want to talk about DFS or booking preseason? You pick. Heads well, picks. let's just do them both together because a I love pre preseason DFS. Uh, that's oh, that is really? that, that is, is some so of the largest crazy. edge that you can find because again Same DFS peer versus peer. It's what I know versus what you know, yep. and you still get these idiots who will be playing guys like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> who are not even going to play or are going to play like one or two snaps. So it's funny we talk about news and the importance of it. When you get into like DFS preseason, it's all about reading as much as you can and trying to find out what who's actually going to play. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like NBA in that sense. It's just trying to realize who's going to get the minutes, who's going to be on the field, and if you can figure that out, you can have a huge edge over over everybody else. Now I don't know how the bookmakers come up with lines for this stuff. Like for me, that is uh, that's a world that I'm I'm curious about because you know they're they've got the same challenges as everybody in terms of trying to figure out how much people are going to play and and i mean obviously they've got a, a huge track record in terms of uh you know looking back at, at prior preseasons but how do they book this how do they do it it's it's pretty easy i'll give you the secret you ready okay you go all right hall of fame game dallas and pittsburgh oh yeah um, there's going to be maybe, I don't know, maybe Pittsburgh will play their starters at extra series. All right. One or two, two, uh, doing the totals is impossible. Yeah, every, say. every, every side. If you look at week one of the preseason, the numbers one, one and a half, two, two and a half or three. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's gotta it. be one. That's it. It's, yep. it's, and you, and you bet it based on, or you make the number based on what people are going to bet, not on anything else. The first week, it is dart throwing for everybody. The challenge is these damn totals. The totals used to drive us crazy because how low can you make a damn football game total? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, like we saw it in the U.S. Olympic uh, softball, the first number was 11 and a half. Then it was eight and a half then it was six and a half five and a half the gold medal game against japan was three and a half and it still went under mm -hmm. you put up 36 you put up 34 you put up 33 in an nfl preseason game ain't nobody still betting over like at yeah. what point are you going to see 31 because that's probably going to finally get the over but you need hated booking it hated watching it, hated all of it because it's the sharpest market. It's an information market. You yeah. can't control it. And yeah. you don't even know where to look and who to trust. It's such a hard thing. I can't imagine you actually do fantasy football for preseason. I thought I was crazy. I now know you are in the same boat, my friend. We hey, well, you got to remember, too, cloth. we've gone how many months without football? So, like, we'll, that's, the, we'll that's just, the thing. Like, we'll just do it. The same thing with like Betty. Did. It's like, here's the deal. Like, there's only the only trends that I know are 
bet on the Ravens because Harbaugh Every hasn't time. lost a preseason game since like 2016 or something. Yep. And if you've got a new coach, if they've got a new coach, new yep. offensive coach yep. um, or head coach, I- I'm probably rolling under because they're legitimately going to have what, like two and a half weeks of yeah. learning this offense before yeah. they like they're, they're not going to they can't prepared. even call out the place yeah like it, they don't I mean, that's, nothing. that's the only two like <laughs> semi trends that i would really kind of feel somewhat confident in in preseason but for me it's just um it's it's getting you ready for the regular season in terms of seeing Is who's playing dumb? who's gonna do what well i mean it, it's you got injuries that can come into account like and that's the other thing too is do they pull off like like people get hurt all the time yeah. in these preseason games yeah. like there's got there's easily been track rec, you know moments out there where a, a major player um you know comes down with an injury nothing's coming at the top of my head but i know there's been quarterbacks who it's happened to and i'm just wondering like how quickly those markets i mean those 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 book bookmakers, you know, uh-huh. they got to be prepared to take things off immediately and without every, knowing what's going to Every week yeah. was like uh, you, you were worried for all of that because yeah. as soon as someone got hurt, you know, NFL MVP market yep. was changed. And if it was a quarterback, it was the guy to throw for the most yards or the guy to, you know, do this. Yeah. Like it, you got to pull them, right? Don't you, just, thing. don't you just pull oh, them during the just, game? You, you have to turn – well, a lot turn of times – what we did as a practice was we turned them off during the games. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. We yeah. weren't even watching the damn things. You just, <laughs> when the first one started, save you the stress of worrying yes, about you it. Just be, yeah, because you didn't know. Like if yeah. you if you kept them up and somebody got hurt in like the Washington New England game, yeah, and you, you know you weren't watching it, and somebody you know bet the limit on this, and you're like, wait, why are they betting that? Oh, and then two minutes later, or you get an alert. Oh yeah, so and so's out whatever left the game and hurt you're like oh yeah i could just caution this absolutely the ravens thing is 100 percent true people bet them they've been betting them for years they continue to deliver in the preseason the ravens is money don't get caught up in like washington is playing at new england in week one all right it's washington and new england who should be favored in the normal regular season new england but washington is favored in preseason week one in New England. And I've heard more people come to the counter and say, ha, they must make the line wrong. How can New England beat dogs to Washington? Give me New England money line. Blah, 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 blah. Don't everything that you think, you know, or have heard stop for the preseason. None of it matters. None of it matters. Love it. Last thing, the Olympics going on. Okay. One, have you watched it? And two, the question ultimately that we ask Newbie every week, who's now Dan Alexander, we like to ask him, find out a little something, peel another layer off of the onion. Are you watching the Olympics? Because Dan and Dave, we did our thing last week. They were an Olympic thing. What's your guilty pleasure Olympic event? Do you have one where you could watch anything? No one would have a clue. I mean, you're a fantasy guy, football guy, this and that. What do you like to watch? And it's okay if you say like synchronized diving. It's fine. Synchronized diving isn't isn't too bad. Um, honestly, you know what it probably is is I'm into the gymnastics, and probably yeah. for the same reason you're into the softball is our kids do it. My son has done competitive gymnastics for like the past five years, oh, so man. I see 
what these guys do. And, and I see what my son does and he's worked six years and it's just like, it's still like night and day. I think there's a greater appreciation for how amazing these people are when you kind of watch your own kid try and try and do these things themselves. So I'm going to go with like, like men's gymnastics. I never really watched it, but I'm into it now because my, my kids into it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah, the softball for me, I'm glad it's in. It's not in 2024 because in Paris, they don't play it. So it's already voted out and hopefully it'll be back in in 2028. That's the way these things work. But for me, little guilty pleasure. I love the table tennis. I can't get enough of the ping pong. I'm amazed at how fast they play, how far away from the table they play. And I play it as well. So those are, and that's it. Just move that's, to Colorado and then, then that's what you need to do, right? That's where they bet it. That's insane. I can't believe it. All right. That's it. You're out of here. I'm out of here. You are Dan Bach. It's at Dan underscore B-A-C-K. Again, looks like Bach, pronounced like Bach. I am Dave Sherapan, the Sportsbook Consigliere, which is at SportsBK Consig. Thank you for listening to Get a Grip. Do us a favor. Make a, a, a like on Twitter and follow along at Sports Handle, but also leave and share a rate and review the show. That's helping us get more listens and more people share and find us and follow along. Send us topics as well. We'll talk to you guys next week. We are out. Gamble On, the weekly podcast presented by usbets.com, is your ticket to staying on top of everything happening in the gambling world. It's hosted by me, Eric Raskin. And by me, John Brennan. Gamble On gives you the news of the week, interviews with professional gamblers and industry insiders, and weekly sports picks from a couple of journalists who, on a good day, can do passable impressions of sharp bettors. Plus, Gamble On gives you the occasional dose of self-deprecating humor. Subscribe on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Gamble On, everybody.